Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Relationships Rock. Today, we are talking about red flags, yellow flags, and green flags. We're recording this in the episode of Lights during Hanukkah, so I thought it would be apropos because we're talking about different color lights. Joining us today, I have a really special guest. Her name is Miriam Zaitlin, who is a shadchan as well as a dating coach. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited, and I love that... Um, what you said about the lights, you know, the festival of light and the red, totally. green, red, and black, you know what? Because I feel like my goal really in this podcast is to bring light, to bring clarity. And this is probably the most common question I get asked. I don't know if you get asked this a lot as a dating coach, but it's like, what is a red flag? All the time. And, you know, and like literally people are obsessed. You know, they'll be like, you know, he breathed too loud. He talked about his cats. You know, she came wearing this or, or you know, chewed with her mouth open. It's not a red flag. So I feel like this is definitely an important thing to, um, to talk about and kind of clarify. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I feel like most people know what the red flags and the green flags are, but there's the yellow flags also that a lot of people are not aware of. So I'm totally. glad. We're so today we're going to talk about red flags, which are, in my opinion, just like an obvious. Okay, stop. This is not a good a good thing to follow through. Right. Let's end this. Yellow flags, which is they're supposed to make you stop and pause and think, and they're kind of saying like, okay, I'm uncomfortable with this. What do I do now? Right. And then green flags, which people really don't talk about, which is reasons to say yes what are some things that you are seeing that are, that are telling you you know what that person could be a really good spouse for me so let's start let's get right into it with red flags how would you define red flags so to me a red flag is something that's very significant glaring in your face and really demands Immediate attention. These are, and I also feel like these are usually universal, like red flags are not specific to you or your relationship, but, you know, everybody who, who has these in the, the relationship, this is a red flag. And, and I could give yes, you examples of, of things like, for example, um, I'll start with the top addictions. If somebody has like significant addictions, that's a red flag that you really have to be careful with. Yeah. I actually loved how you said universal where it's, where I feel like the yellow flag we're going to get to is really subjective, right? Like how you're feeling about it. Any sort of intense reaction, you know, like how are they reacting in situations? Are they like very volatile? Are they always like reacting strongly? Like, and not, not strongly in like, you know, defending something that needs to be defended, but they're always like getting angry and, 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 you know, just putting you down and, and things like that. That to me is, is a red flag in any yes, relationship. Definitely. Um, what else? A person that has no accountability, like they'll never apologize. They'll never admit that they're wrong. Is this what they're going to be like in the relationship, like always blaming you, blaming others, not taking responsibility for their own actions. That to me is, is a red flag. I honestly usually just say two red flags when I, when I teach college classes, you know, and I, I do talk there about red flags. Um, I, I, I think that college classes is not just the alaha, but it's also the hashkafa. Right. And um, actually, my college teacher, who was the reason why I even got involved in college teaching, would even do a whole thing on chinach. You know, like I feel like it's an opportunity to kind of educate the person on, on building a Torah home. Right. And the two red flags that I focus on, the first one is 
someone that tries to isolate you from your family and friends. I feel like, you know, that is, that is, in my opinion, the beginning of any form of abuse is when someone kind of tries to make you isolated from people that love you and could give their opinion on what's going on. Right. And number two, would be someone that puts you down. And that actually falls, I think, with that, with the jealousy, with the controlling. You know, in a healthy relationship, whoever you're with wants you to be your best self. And when, to me, a red flag is someone who puts you down, undermines you, makes you feel less than, needs to feel like they're, you know, the top. And and I actually, a lot of the things you mentioned, I think, fall under that category of they put you down. You know, my, my, my whole phrase is whoever you're with should be building you up, not putting you down. And that includes the jealousy, the controlling, uh, trying to tell you what to wear, you know, what to do, um, undermining your opinion, not holding accountability. I think that all kind of falls under there. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. It really is. Um, it shows what type of person they are. So it could manifest in different ways for different people, but it's all the same, you know, character traits. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, and something that. to keep in mind, and I, I discuss this with people is I saw, I saw this quote, you know, it said, um, when you have rose colored glasses on red flags, don't look red. They just look like flags, right? It's, and it, it's, it's true. You know, when you're in a relationship and especially when, listen, I get it. I've, I've, I've been there. You're, you want just dating to end. You don't want to keep going on dates and dates and you finally found someone and you're investing and you like them and they're cute. It's very easy to get carried away with the excitement of this finally being over and being able to start a new chapter. And it's hard to see those red flags because you have rose colored glasses on. And I also want to add that, you know, people who have any sort of history in their own family of abuse, uh, and abuse can play in different forms. It could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be verbal. It's very hard for them to recognize red flags because, and it's kind of kind of counterintuitive, but you're always attracted to, you're drawn to what you grew up with. And people will say, no, that's not true. Like I want the opposite, but you have to really be very consciously wanting the opposite. And especially if you come from a home where you want to just get out of it, you're going to just jump ship, you know, with whatever opportunity comes, comes flying in. So if any, anyone listening here knows that they come from a home where there is some sort of abuse, right? And, and abuse could also be lack of boundaries, lack of respecting the person. Be very, very aware of what those red flags are so that when you're on, you know, on dates, you're, you're able to kind of catch it because it really is going to look also like just flags. The color kind of fades when you, when you grew up with that. Right, for sure. Because like you said, a person is attracted to what's familiar to them. You know, something that's very unfamiliar won't feel attractive. Right, that's actually that comforting. So it's comforting, but it, and it could be used for yes. good or bad. Like if, if you grew up in a healthy environment, that's amazing because that's what you're attracted to. But unfortunately, if you did, um, you know, suffer from abuse or weren't in a very healthy um, family environment you could still be attracted to that. And, and yeah, it's not you know, you know what's thing. crazy is in psychology, you know, not only could you be attracted, you are, because that is what is comfortable. That's what you recognize. And this is why, you know, I feel like dating is a journey. I always mention that and it's and it's really thinking about yourself and becoming a better person. And if you know that you grew up with negative experiences, go to a therapist, you know, do the internal work to make sure that you're not going to go ahead and, and repeat it, you know? And, um, 
you know, people always say, you know, you're, you're attracted to the male figure in your life. You're attracted to the female figure in your life. And this is positive. Like you mentioned, Miriam, right? Like you see good traits, you want those, but it could also be negative. Um, and I don't want to get too much into like mental health, you know, for, for this topic, but I do want to add one more thing. The time to be looking for red flags is not on the date. This is a mistake, you know, singles make because they're sitting there and they're like literally like it almost is like a therapy session. They, they take out their notebook and their pen, you know, and they're taking notes, you know, jotting down in the little black book, everything the person did. I think if you go into a date and you're like, let me try to catch the person doing something bad. It's like it's going to just fail. You know, you're not really on the date. I think the time to reflect is after the date. And I think this is a good transition into yellow flags because red flags are like this obvious, you know, okay, I see really bad traits. This is not for me. I'm very clear. And by the way, I think everyone listening here should, when you're dating, you should be very clear on what those red flags are for you, right? There are universal ones like we spoke about. Um, I think in my opinion, the main two is somebody who puts you down and also who isolates you. But you could also have your own red flags that you say, you know what? I know for a fact, this is a mida I can't deal with, right? But now we're getting into the yellow flags, which I think are, are what most people think of as red flags. People, but, but really, there are things that make you stop and say, wait a second. Let me reflect on this. How did I feel about this? Do I want to continue? Right. Is it something that I myself can handle and live with? Not everybody can deal with the same thing. So yeah, that's what a yellow flag is. A yellow flag is not necessarily something that you should absolutely avoid. It's something to think for yourself. Is it something that I can live with? And I can give a few examples. Go ahead. Okay. So I'll just, again, in no particular order, they're all important. Um, if the person is unemployed or out of yeshiva, Look into it. What's the reason? Are they in between jobs? Are they looking for a job? Are they, you know, transitioning from yeshiva life to the working life? Again, it's not necessarily a red flag, but something to look into. Um, another thing, if a person is wishy-washy, uh, they're indecisive, they can't really make decisions. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a red flag, but something, are they going to be the type of person they're always going to be in life? I don't know. I don't know. What do you want? What do you want? You know? That that's something that you have to figure out if you can handle. Um, another thing, canceling plans or constantly being late. Again, it might not bother everybody, but what's going on? Why are they constantly canceling? Why are they always being late? You know, this is something definitely look, to look into. Um, if you catch people in, in white lies, like once, twice, like that's something I, I'm not sure. Like if it happens once, what's the reason were they trying to protect you, protect your feelings? But if it's like a pattern with them, I, I actually love like, that you're on? bringing up lying because trust is the foundation for any relationship. And the moment that trust is broken, even for a good reason, it's just like, wait a second, if you lied about this. What else could you lie about? For sure. For sure. Absolutely. And I agree with you that trust is that that was going to be part of my green flags, you know, whether you trust them or not. So, yeah, good. You brought that up. Um, another thing, communication issues. This is something that, you know, may seem like a red flag, but it's not necessarily because this is something that can be taught and learned especially if it's something that you want them to be able to talk more about 
tell them and see if they learn from it. If they, if they're, if you tell them something and they just keep doing the same thing over and over, then yeah, that's something to worry about. But if you told them, you know, I really prefer when you're more open with me or when we have discussions about things and they learn from it, that to me is a yellow flag that can turn into a totally. green flag. So communication is just yeah, it doesn't I, I have to also be also communication flag. is something that every single couple has to work on and you're going to communicate different with different <laughs> individuals and learning how to communicate is really cornerstone for Shalom Bite. You know, and and I think in dating it's so important. I remember one time I was um on a, on a date with a guy and like on the third date he just like I remember we were at a restaurant and he's like, "Okay, so do you have any questions?" Like, what are some things that you're unclear about? And I love that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start doing this all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I I think it just showed this like, okay, let's, let's communicate, right? Let's see if there are any questions. People make so many assumptions. I don't, I don't know if you, if you have this, Miriam, but it's like they come back and they're like, I literally had this example. They were like, um, I think he's a very cold person. I was like, how come? She's like, because he said that he doesn't like to have the blinds open in the house. And if he likes, you know, dark, that means he's cold. And I was like, sorry, what? Like, we're doing Freud here, like, <laughs> like pulling at strings, <laughs> you know? And I, I think that a lot of times there's a lot of assumptions people make, you know, just communicate. He said something weird. So ask him, oh, what did you mean by that? You know, she did something. Um, she skipped her test and you thought that was weird. So say, Oh, do you always skip school? Like, like what, what was that about? You know, have a conversation, be adults. You know, I think in many ways the shidduch system with Sharchanim, you know, holding hands a little bit too much kind of doesn't allow people to really develop this, this communication. I want to segue into yes. something else when you were saying assumptions, like people shouldn't assume that the person you're in a relationship with, no matter what relationship it is, that they can read your mind. Don't ever assume that if there's something that you want or need, whether it's basic, like, you know, I know it sounds silly, but on a, on a date, like if you're thirsty and he, he just doesn't realize it right then ask him, can I have a drink or to like much deeper things in a relationship, things you really want or need from them. Don't assume that they know it. You have to tell them. You know what's funny? So I actually had a friend that when she would go on dates, her test was whether a guy would offer her water or not. And if he didn't, she like she would say no to a first date. And I just, you know, for her, she felt like that represented like midos, you know, like, well, if he's not thinking about me or he's not caring about me, then, you know, for me, that's like a red flag. Like I'm absolutely going to say no to that. And I feel like on a first or a second date, you know, people are nervous, right, Miriam? Like, it, it's, sure. and, and sure. you don't want to set people up on tests. Like, I feel like it's such a bad system to like, like, you know, like the story of like when they pull the car key out, right, to see like if he has anger. It's like, you don't have to create situations to see if the guy will show red flags. Life will give you situations. Things happen. You're stuck in traffic. You're late. The waiter's rude, whatever. You're going to find ways to see the meadows play out. I couldn't agree with you more. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people try to create tests. Like, what are you doing? Why are you testing them? Like you said, enough situations in life will... And trust me, they come up. Yeah, and and this kind of leads to like my definition of of yellow flags or what, what I advise people, which is that Hashem give you your gut and your feelings for a reason. Right. And I think yellow flags are literally when you feel uneasy, like that's really what a yellow flag is, is when you feel like 
I feel uncomfortable about this. And this is where you stop and say, okay, let me phrase this into a question. What am I uncomfortable about? And can I get that question answered, whether through speaking to that person directly, calling a reference, thinking about it for myself, you know, like Hashem give you your feelings for a reason. And I think that you you are supposed to kind of, you know, like, like, like the number one question that comes up, right, is um, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous about getting engaged. I'm nervous about getting married. Is it a red flag? Is it him? Is it me? So this is where I say, okay, well, are you nervous on a date? When you're on, when you're on the date with him, how do you feel? Right. Do you feel uneasy? Do you feel uncomfortable? Is he making you uncomfortable? Or is it that when you're home thinking about, oh my gosh, what a big decision, do you feel uncomfortable then? This is where you have to kind of define what you're feeling in order to get it answered. Right. Absolutely. That is such a good point that you... Um, that is such a good point that you just brought up about like, when you're with the person, are you enjoying yourself? Do you like to spend time with them? Do you enjoy their company? That is a major green flag. If you're nervous afterwards, that's okay. Everybody has a little bit of nerves, but if you're on the date with them and you're not enjoying your time with them and you don't enjoy their company, you're not comfortable with them. That's something that you really want to look at. So I like that you brought that up. Yeah. And you have to think about why, what is bothering me, right? Define it, put it into a question form that can be answered. And a lot of times it's assumptions that in a discussion with the person themselves, you say, Hey, I was worried about that, but it's nothing. Or even just putting into a question helps you figure out, you know, for example, let's say you are not sure if, if that personality trait is for you. So say, okay, what about that personality? What am I worried about? What does this represent for me? Right. right. Maybe, by the way, like maybe the fact that he's, but I love that you just said that, like putting it into a question, not just the feeling like I'm uncomfortable. That's a feeling. Correct. But putting it into an actual question. Like, what is it that I'm feeling? What is exactly. Making- and okay. that's the advice that I always give is listen to your feelings. Your feelings are there. Don't ignore your feelings. Hashem gave you your feelings in your gut for a reason. Form it into a question that you can answer and get that question answered. So when people come to me and they say, should I go out again? Right? Like I already gave it a few days. Should I go out again? So I say, okay, what's your question? What do you still need answered? Was it answered already? And you just don't want to admit it that it was answered? Or could you go on another date? And maybe there's something else that, that they could answer for you that will give you clarity to say yes or no. So I feel like that's what yellow flags are. It's listening to your feelings, forming it into a question and getting it answered. Love that. So, you know, so again, we're going to, we're going to walk you through this, right? What's a red flag? A red flag is immediate, universal. This is, this is, this is not for you, right? And, And this is someone putting you down, not, not building you up, right? The jealousy, the controlling, the, any form of not respecting limits and boundaries. Um, it could be very subtle. Um, as well as the um, isolating you from family and friends. And again, if you have any background of feeling like red flags are just normal in your life, then make sure you're very clear on them because when you are with rose-colored glasses, red flags just look like flags. Yellow flags are things that, yeah? No, I was just going to jump in for one more second to add something to red flags. This is something that's very subtle. When you are constantly making excuses for them, that's a red flag. And you might not yes. even realize it. 
But why are you making excuses for them? Like what is about their behavior? And this is, okay, this is actually perfect that you brought this up because, and this is going to be controversial, but I'm a big believer that whoever you're dating should meet your family before you get engaged, your family and friends. And people think this is like, what do you mean? It's not how it's done in yeshiva circles. Like after you get engaged is when you meet family, right? I don't agree because I think that you have to see how that person interacts with those closest to you. Just um, had a couple who got engaged and they did something not that so I loved. They, thank you. They um, each met each other's family for a dinner or for a luncheon. I'm not talking about extended family like cousins and aunts and uncles. I'm talking about siblings. Yeah. And they went over to the, you know, the, the girl went to the boy and the boy went to the girl. And they met for dinner or for a luncheon or whatever. I thought that was that was really nice. And, and yes, so, I, that, so that's exactly what I'm referring to. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm referring to. And and at that point, they probably knew they were going to get engaged. I, I think it's just important when you're already ready to take that next step to see how they interact with your family. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a good point. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So we discussed red flags. We discussed yellow flags and now we're getting to what I think is most often overlooked, which is green flags. Reasons to say yes. Take it away, Miriam. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) So the obvious um, green flags, like, are they kind to you? And to others, you know, very often they'll be kind to you because they're very into you. It's a new relationship. It's fresh. So they'll be kind to you. But what you have to look for is are they kind to others as well? And if they are, major green flag. Miriam, I'm going to tell you a crazy story. Okay. I, when uh, Rav Wallerstein passed away, people were posting, you know, videos on WhatsApp. By the way, side point, guys, if you don't have Miriam on your contact, she has the best status material. Her stuff is amazing. This is why I reached out to her anyway so people were posting these videos about Robert Wallerstein and there was one video that he was talking about a girl wanted a date with a guy and the guy was rude to the waiter and she called him she called Ray Wallerstein and said I, I don't know like should I continue or not and his whole line was I always give the advice as if this is my daughter right like if this was my daughter going out with him and he said no because you're gonna be his waiter one day <laughs> you're gonna be serving him one day right you're, you're gonna get married to this guy how is he gonna treat you now, this is what's crazy. Somebody saw this video on my status. I just happened to to post it. And she said, you're not going to believe this. This happened to me. And I wasn't sure what to do. And I listened to Robert Wallerstein's words and I got clarity. And I was like, wow. But definitely, you know, as Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, it's not how you treat your equals, but how you treat your people who are inferior to you. Right. That's really telling of what character you are. That is so true. That's a great point. And, and we can't do a podcast without JK Rowling's, right? A hundred percent not. So number one, kindness, yeah. Midos. Um, what else? Um, do you feel safe and secure with them? That's a big one because you might Huge. enjoy their company, but you might not necessarily feel so safe with them. And I'm not talking that you think they're going to like, uh, you know, physically abuse you. It's, it's, you use this word before I'll use Settle. it again exactly yes and if you feel this so then ask the question what am i feeling what is my concern and sometimes it really is just on you it's it's you it's it's you who is uncomfortable with something it's nervous or it's the person and that's why you want to really distinguish when you have those feelings what and who am i scared of and what am i uncomfortable with exactly i love that again the questions like rephrase everything into a question Um, Another big one, and this I feel like 
you know, it's so obvious, but it's really not so obvious. Everybody thinks that they have this, um, you know, whole checklist of requirements and everything on paper seems like to check off. But then when you're with them, you don't really enjoy their company. You're not drawn to them. You're not like loving to go out with them. It's just like, yeah, it's great. It's, it's okay. It's okay. You know, everything checks off. This is so important. You must enjoy to spend time with them. You have to look forward to seeing them again. Otherwise, you really have to question if this is the person for you. Correct. You know, the, 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 the question I ask people after a first date is, do you want to get to know them more? Right. That's it. Do you want to get to know this person more? You're not making calculations. You're not getting engaged. You're not thinking this is the father of my children. You're really just saying, do I want to spend more time with them? And this is where I think also as a Shadchan and dating coach, we can guide couples in to have different kind of venues, you know, dates where they can experience the fun. You know, if you have three dates back to back that are just all talking in a hotel lounge, that's not fun. <laughs> you know, I think that it's important to also do an activity together. See how you interact, you know, like see if you could have fun. Sometimes right. the venue also really influences what the date is like as well. A hundred percent. I'm I'm with you on that. And I, I think that every date should be a different type of experience. And not only that, I try to recommend to my couples that not only should you be going to different venues, different type of experiences, but also try doing evening dates, um, you know, afternoon dates, different times of day. Like it really is telling to see how the person, you know, is in different settings and different Definitely. Times. And actually an advice that I give to people to transition from I'm dating to like dates to we're dating is go on an unexpected date. You know, you call the girl and you say, hey, I know you finish at two o'clock. I'm in the city. Can I take you out for coffee? Right. Or, or if you know that she has to go home to Long Island, Say, can I drive you to Long Island? Like, I'll, I'll take you there. And it creates this, it's not an official date. You don't have to dress up for it. There's not this pressure of like, oh my God, I'm going to go out with him in two hours. It's just this, can we spend time together? I, I happen to be in the area, right? I can help you carry your laundry to your parents' house to, you know, to do it. Something like that. This is great. I really love this advice because first of all, not not that you're testing the person, but you definitely can see are they spontaneous? Are they flexible? Mm -hmm. Like, are they the type that, what? We didn't schedule the date three weeks ago and you're just like calling me up and want to pick me up now? Or they're like, go with the flow. Amazing. Come pick me yeah. up. I mean, and, and I don't mean show up at their house. Like that's, you know, borderline, Obviously. borderline, yeah. not respecting boundaries. <laughs> I just mean like, just very nonchalant, you know, like, hey, I'm in the area. I finished work, work early. Can I take you out tonight? You know, just being able to transition into that natural progression of spending time together, enjoying, looking forward to seeing the person. You know, people actually always ask us, they're like, well, how can we flirt in like a, a kosher way? One of those ways is saying, hey, I would love to see you. I know we're scheduled for Thursday, but I got off early today. Could I take you out? That's flirting. That's letting the person know that you miss them. You want to see them again. Yeah. Flirting, by the way, I think is a whole topic because people in the in different the, episode, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. We, you have to do a whole episode on that because unfortunately flirting is really important in a relationship, but people have the wrong idea of what flirting is. They think it's something that's not kosher and not, you know, oh, wow, she was flirting. Yes. It could be subtle. It could be kosher and from mm -hmm. and all that, but very important in a relationship, but for a different, different, for a different. let's go back to reinflex. So, 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 so we said, be kind, 
how they treat other people. Right. Um, what feeling else? Feeling safe and secure with them. Oh, feeling secure. Them. Okay. Um, another thing I want to add is if they're a growing person and, and people think like when, when you say growing person, it means that they're growing religiously and in from care, but that's not necessarily. Right, like what does that mean to different people? Right. Back to yeah. the labels defining. So to me, a growing person is somebody that, you know, is not rigid, somebody that can learn from their mistakes somebody that accepts responsibility. We've touched on this a little bit in the red flags, but a growing person is somebody that constantly wants to be better and, and, and do better and not necessarily in, in only in front cut, but in, in like behavior and in, 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 in all sorts of, you know, aspects of their life. I think this also goes with listening to feedback and being receptive to it. You know, I remember one time, um, Asharchan gave me this advice and it was so good. You know, she said, listen, the fact that he listened to your feedback and applied it is huge because the hardest thing to do is for anyone to change. So if you're giving feedback to someone and you say, you know what, I would really prefer not to go out so late or um, I love ice cream and they take you out for ice cream and they're listening to you. They're, they're listening to your feedback. That's huge. I feel like that's also a growing person, someone who is open to doing something that is not how they would do it per se. Absolutely. And, and, and to touch on this a little bit also is, is somebody who can accept constructive criticism, not yes. somebody who's going to deflect and make excuses and rationalize and all that. But wow, thank you for telling me I'm really going to, you know, try to learn from this. Such a person is, is a growing person. And that's, that's very important in a relationship, I think. So, um, one more, one more, another green flag that I want to talk about is somebody who's stable, not somebody who every three months is going to a new job or, you know, just, you know, changing yeshivas constantly or constantly, you know, losing friends, making new friends, somebody who's stable in their life, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, they have to be, you know, just added and stable. That's, yeah. that's really important. I would say, I would add to that stable and responsible. You know, a lot of times, especially girls, the feedback they have is, you know, I want someone who's like spontaneous, cool, like they're kind of describing this like fun boyfriend type, right? And at the end of the day, <laughs> Miriam, we're both married. Yeah. The most important thing for my husband is responsible, Absolutely. stable. You know, I, I was like, you don't want your husband to tell you, hey, honey, um, I know you just gave birth. I'm going to go on a two week trip with my friends. That's not, <laughs> you know, I know spontaneous is fun, but there's times and places for it. So someone that's stable and responsible. And will be a solid foundation in the marriage, whether they're the provider or whether they're the mother, the nurturer, is really important. That's definitely a green flag. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. With that. So um, one more um, thing that I want to touch on with green flags is how do they manage conflict? Because every couple, if they if any any couple tells you, that, oh, we never fight, we never not fighting, but arguing it's not possible. Everybody has conflict, but how do they resolve conflict? Are they constantly blaming others, shifting blame, getting angry, yelling, screaming, or they're able to talk about things and discuss things in a calm and, you know, an easy way. That's, that's a very telling thing in a relationship. Very important. It also connects to the whole communication piece. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think overall what we've learn from this whole discussion here, and thank you again, Miriam, for joining us, is that dating is a thinking process. 
you're on this journey and you are supposed to stop along the way, maybe red, like a halt, maybe yellow, like slow down, maybe a green, go forward, but you are supposed to stop along the way and think and reflect, listen to your feelings, phrase them into questions, and hopefully, Bezrat Hashem, this discussion, this conversation we had together brought clarity, and especially in this festival of lights, we should all, you know, tap into those lights and Find the right one soon. Bezrat Hashem. Thank you, Miriam, again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor. Thank you. And maybe maybe we'll we'll see you again soon. And if anyone is interested in meeting Miriam or connecting with her, feel free to reach out. I'm also going to put her information um, on the description. Amazing. Hak Sameach, everyone. Hanukkah Sameach. Take care.